we're going to that place. And we're going to save Jack and Mom. Together. And if something happens, we will deal with it. Together. And if we die, we'll do that together too. Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I talk about Quentin Tarantino movies, I guess. I, I guess don't know so, what we're yeah. doing. Um, we're, we're back with more season 13. We're on episode 20. Uh, I, I don't really know what to think about this episode. This episode made me mad, Chris. I, uh-huh. I was, I was, I, I texted you. I'm like, I don't know why, but this episode has left me irritated. And I, it's, yeah, it's just, it's an irritating episode. I don't, and it's funny because we loved the last one of these so, so much. It's good. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we, I think we said it was one of our favorite supernatural episodes ever. And this one just, it doesn't, it doesn't hit the mark the same way. Well, I'll tell you one thing it's missing is the manifestation of like a, you know, God-forged blade. Mm. <laughs> and someone, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no cool manifesting blade in this. Um, but I don't know. Like, you know, this is, it's it's good. I don't think it's anywhere near it, like, hitting the emotional stuff that we did with Rowena last episode. And I think they're trying real hard to make me care about Gabriel, a character that I've always, like, kind of enjoyed, but never particularly cared about, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't have... He doesn't have some emotional center for me to, to to like really work on or anything. So he's just kind of a beige Tarantino-esque area now. So I don't yeah, know, man. Yeah, he, I mean, I think he, they, they, they handled his arc perfectly uh, back in the first five seasons. Yeah, um, yeah. He would show up, what, once a season, basically. I don't know if he's in season four or not, but uh, he, yeah, he showed up a couple times and his whole arc is, is great. And that was that. That's all we needed. I um before we get into the main part of the episode, let's let's thank all of our patrons over at patreon.com yes. slash monster of the week. Um just want to say, you know, I'm super thankful for our entire community, uh everybody on Twitter, uh, but especially all the people on our Discord who remain the super coolest people that we we have around us. Like they are just a constant well of enjoyment and and fun to have on the internet and i really appreciate everybody that's been doing that so thank you yeah. very much we're very lucky to have them around thank you yeah uh chris i don't remember anything about what's happened in season 13 episode 1 through 19 can you catch me up please of course i can uh perfect timing hold on i scrolled there we go i'm back my road so far is a little long this time anyway last time on should i queue up some music do, do you need some yeah, well, I don't need it, but maybe maybe in the cut, you know, to get get people in the mood. No, I can get you some music um, real quick. What you what you looking for? What do you need? Um, Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, I uh, no, that's not that's going to be a distraction. I'm just going to read it. Okay, last time on Supernatural, Rowena Sam gassed down the phone line. <laughs> At this point, he was more accustomed to the sound of the dial tone than he was to her voice. Samuel said the voice on the phone. To what do I owe the intrusion? Sam laughed, the kind of laugh that made his forehead tense up, the kind of laugh that wasn't a laugh at all. 
Dean looked over at his gigantic brother in confusion, but Sam just turned away, as if that would stop Dean from hearing Rowena's voice over the speakerphone. I've been calling, he said quietly. You most certainly have. Dean glanced up at Cass, stifling a laugh, but the angel only grimaced. Well, Sam hesitated. I, I mean, we were calling because we... Wait, Rowena, why is the TV so loud? What are you watching? Did you check out those episodes of Charmed I sent you? Because it's a show about witches, and I think that... Rowena interrupted him. I'm not watching television, Samuel. Sam's eyebrows rose past his hairline. So what, are you listening to a podcast or something? What else could all that noise be? I can't hold I gotta scroll. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm at a party, Samuel, though I suppose you wouldn't know what that sounds like, would you? Sam's mouth hung open, utterly bamboozled. I can't watch this anymore, said Cass suddenly. He crossed the room and plucked the phone from Sam's hand. In 20 seconds, he explained the situation. They needed her help. I'll tell you what I always tell Sam when he tries to send me pictures of his little witch-killing bullet, she said. No, I'm not interested. And with that, she hung up. There was a moment of silence as the distant sound of, 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 of a party cut out. Dean looked up at Cass as if to confirm what he had just heard was real. Uh, your little witch-killing bullet? Really, Sam? Really? We're sexting now? I always ask her first, said Sam, as if that was enough to explain it all away. <laughs> to be fair, Dean, said Cass. Uh... You were you were the one having phone sex with Asmodeus. You know what? Screw this, said Dean. I should have stayed with Catch in that damn apocalypse world. Uh, Dean snatched up the rest of the six-pack and left the room. This is almost over, I swear. <laughs> he just needs time to cool off, <laughs> Cass said a moment later when Dean was gone. But listen, Sam, with your track record, I really don't think it's appropriate to call your uh, little witch-killing bullet. Um, to, to uh, Oh, God. <laughs> It just seems in poor taste. Okay, that's enough. Sam stormed out of the room, and this was a bad idea. Let's talk about the episode, Jeremy. Okay. Um, that was... Chris, are you okay? <laughs> uh, no, and I'm actually incredibly embarrassed that I read that, but let's just keep moving before I decide to quit. Okay, we are covering um, Season 13, Episode 20, Unfinished Business. This was written by Meredith Glenn and directed by Richard Spite Jr. Aired on April 26th, 2018. Directed by and guest starring Richard Spite Jr., Gabriel is back. And drag Sam and Dean into his plot re- for revenge on the demigods who sold him to Asmodeus. Meanwhile, Jack's inflating confidence leads to reckless decisions that could put others in harm's way. Uh, our then our, our previously on is basically like a history of all of the Gabriel stuff, uh, and then we jump into it uh, at this liquor store where somebody that looks exactly like my next door neighbor comes walking out chugging a bottle of whiskey. Um, we he starts hearing this. Uh, music and gabriel pops up from behind a trash can playing a kazoo this is our first like uh clue that this is going to be kind of a riff on kill bill uh music included i mm-hmm. chris i just i'm going to get this out of the way and i'm I actually i don't know if i'm going to repeat it i don't know what's in my notes because it's been a little bit but i was really distracted by the music in this episode i i thought it was I didn't think it worked at all. I thought it was cheesy. They didn't blend it in. It just feels like a like a prop. Yeah, almost. like it, it's just this like thing that's there. It, it yeah, it, it doesn't feel natural. Maybe we would have felt differently about this episode if we had uh, not taken notes on it. If we were just watching it on TV or while binging it or whatever. Um, but this kind of episode, when when you're trying to figure out what's going on or whatever, all this stuff just kind of comes across as annoying. I the. I'm usually the one that's like talking about the music in Supernatural because uh, I it's, I think some of the music cues are really really good. I think they do some really interesting things. This was just it was just, it was too much. Um, I it was just like oh hey we're we're doing the thing. Do you remember the thing when Uma Thurman had a sword? Um, and I I don't know man. I just it, it just got very very old very fast. I'm gonna be probably I'm probably gonna be pretty grumpy about this episode just to warn everybody. I'm sorry people. I hope I hope and nobody it's funny because it's like. It's we again, we love the other ones so much that just goes to show that it's such a fine line yeah. between what is good and what is not. Um, so Gabriel calls this guy Fenrir Odin's Bane. Um, they approach each other. Gabriel has some sort of wooden sword, he vows to fight with no tricks. Uh, Fenrir, of course, I'm, I know I'm saying that wrong, I don't know how to say it correctly. Uh, Fenrir, you know, you're saying it okay, right. Fenrir. Cool. Um, he wolfs out, uh, more funky bass music starts playing, uh, and then. He eventually gets the best of Fenrir and uh, scratches his name off his list once again, Kill Bill style. Like, take a shot every time you see a Kill Bill reference in this episode. Yep. yep. Um, we jump over to Sam and Dean, who have just arrived at a hotel. 
uh, a huge hotel. Huge hotel room. This room is massive. I, Chris, are you a guy that when you go to a hotel, like you unpack, like like do you put all your like clothes and no, drawers? And I just put my bag up? down. Yeah, absolutely. What kind of fucking monster is Sam Winchester that he's unpacking right now? He's putting his underwear in the drawer. Like, dude, what stop. are you doing? Like, you you live on the road. Like, you barely live in the bunker. Like, what are you? To- what is? What is this? Um. They've been trying to find Gabriel. Uh, Rowena's spell has tracked his essence, um, which is super gross sounding, to either mm-hmm. uh, the town that they are in now or in Texas where Castiel uh, is just, I guess, searching the entire state. So, Yeah, I don't know. Um, Dean's all over the place in this episode because first he starts off getting on Sam's case about putting stuff away and then he's distracted by the bed and this this just sets the tone there's going to be a lot of unnecessary silliness in this one there is a lot of silliness Uh, as Dean is explaining the plot to everybody out there Gabriel shows up at the door Um, he's been wounded we we forgot that mentioned in the fight Uh, he was he was he was wounded we jump back over to Jack and Mary um we they've been over in the apocalypse world for a while long enough for jack to kill Bathazar and all of his hordes yep. mm-hmm. damn jack damn okay yeah they fought three successful battles against the angels um isn't battles so jack is like it sounds so silly when they say battles in this for some reason yeah. like how many yeah, I've I won three why. battles mary like okay like go ride your skateboard okay. in the backyard punk all right all right Tyrion lannister like what are you doing um <laughs> So, so you know, Jack's starting to get a little bit of a of an ego here. Um, I don't know if that re- ego is the right word, but um, I, I struggle throughout all of this to connect to what they're doing because it's been so long since we've seen them mm-hmm. um, that it all just sort of feels like background noise. Uh, but then some dude named Jacob shows up. Uh, he's one of the resistance fighters, and he tells them that the angels have, have all just left Michael's fortress. It appears that the place is empty. So that seems like that's going to be their next goal. Yes. Um... Also, we we have a brief kind of aside where Jack says he saved another thirty people, and Mary is worried to like, how am I going to feed all these people? That's a lot of people. Yeah, mm-hmm. which uh, it doesn't come up again, so that's fine. Yes, totally fine. Sam is doctoring on Gabriel while he uh, just can openly lies to them about why he's there, um, and then ask them about his grace because if he had a little bit of extra grace, uh, he could he could heal a little bit faster. Um, when they finds out that they don't, he decides to leave, but he is too wounded to walk and that is when two other guys show up um oh i'm sorry no when that's when we go over to two other guys this is fenrir's oh, yeah. brothers they, they find fenrir's body up mm-hmm. there his brothers one dude like just like scoops up a glob of blood from the ground tastes that shit like deep like down to his knuckles deep um and he's like oh yeah that's archangel blood um so now they're gonna go find gabriel i guess which is funny because in the fight with fenrir like he 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 cuts open Gabriel and and he's like, oh, I've never known an archangel to bleed. And I'm like, okay, like get get your story straight, supernatural. <laughs> Interesting, yeah. Um, we we jump back to Jack, uh, who has gone and done his like Nephilim vision, like he's holding R two mm-hmm. for Nephilim vision, and found mm-hmm. the entire fortress is empty of angels before a couple of guards. Uh, Jack tosses this up to Michael being scared of him because he's been winning so many battles. Uh, but Mary's like, no, nah, homie, this is a trap. This is a hundred percent a trap. This is yeah. one thousand yeah. percent a trap, homie. Like you were, you've been alive for six hours. This is a trap. <laughs> Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Listen, I am. I have. I have died and been resurrected. Uh, I I know more than you. Is what Mary. I know a trap when I see one. Yeah, okay? I have. I have. I have spawned two children. Like Listen, I know. I kissed my dad. I know a trap when I see one. Kissed all right? my dad. I know what a trap is, young Jack. <laughs> Uh, Still, okay. they feel like so, that's got to be the most disturbing thing for her <laughs> out of like she her kissed her dad, life. and then her son, as a result of her kissing her dad, her son went to hell one day. Yes. So, mm-hmm. both of <laughs> perfect them. circle. Both of her sons went to hell. Yeah, both of them. I just yeah, yeah. meant as a direct result, he got the demon blood, he got the Lucifer, mm-hmm. then he had to go to hell. That's because mm-hmm. she kissed her dad. Um, Gabriel wakes up. Uh, yeah. The boy's asking for help. He once again turns them down. This is when Fenrir's brothers show up and it's time for a fight. Uh, the boys instantly lose because these are Norse demigods and Gabriel is not helping um, no. until he does, until he shows up and stabs. Yeah, Sam's getting choked out yeah. and then Gabriel shows up with his, uh, his, his kendo practice sword, his boken that I used to play with these things when I was in fucking middle school and... <laughs> 
Gabriel's using them to kill demigods, I guess. I, you know, they, they make a couple of references to, like, he's got a specific wooden sword for each one of these people or whatever. And, uh, I don't know, but like, you gotta, you gotta either lean into that or, or, or not do this at all. But like, d- you gotta say something like, oh yeah, it's made from a branch of Yggdrasil or something. And then I would go, oh, <laughs> did you sick? Did you say it's made from a branch of Idris Elba? Is that what that is? <laughs> Idrisil. Idris <laughs> Elba? Tree of Life? Wow. From Norse mythology? <laughs> <laughs> Roland of Gilead himself, Idris Elba. <laughs> Come on, from Norse mythology, Idrasil. Idris Elba. If I say it like that, you know he's a DJ now. That's the weird. giant floating tree of Dragon Quest Eleven, bro. Oh, okay. You mean the guy from The Wire? Is what you're talking about? <laughs> God damn it! I need Luther. Oh, okay. Now I'm there. Now I'm down with you. Um, yeah. If it was a if it was a branch from the Tree of Life, that would be cool. But it's just. He just bought them at the local art martial arts yeah, store we don't like my know dad did, is. again, yeah. when I was in middle school. We don't know, we don't know any, any history. The swords have no lore, and I think that's the biggest problem with these swords. That's the, that, that is a huge, huge sticking point. There's no lore to these swords. Do you remember in Kill Bill, the show that this, the movie that this episode keeps constantly mm-hmm. quoting, like, when she went and got the sword, the sword had fucking lore. I don't remember There was it. lore. I, but, I mean, like, there was, like, an extended scene of, it was like... In a, it's a Hattori Hanzo blade or something? Yeah, sure. Hanzo. Um, just, like... Yeah, Overwatch. You know, um, just yeah, just like the real guy. He's a he was. A, I don't know. He's. Let's keep moving. So uh, Dean holds up. A I've pa- bogged down this episode. <laughs> Dean holds up a pair of handcuffs and is like, tells Gabriel, like, you're staying with us. Um, meanwhile, we go over to Michael's fortress, which is totally empty, except uh, which is just a church. It's, it's not a church. A fortress. They keep calling it's the fortress. one building. <laughs> it's just one building. Uh, they have there's a map on one of the tables that has like you know representations of the armies like he's doing a little strategy, um and they pull up Again, Kevin fucking Tyrion Lannister over here. <laughs> they pull up Kevin Tran from the dungeons. Um, Ugh. they call him a traitor and he tries to defend himself, saying you know I didn't believe in anything, but then I found out I was the prophet of the Lord. Michael said he wanted to save the world, uh, and I I believed him. I thought he was telling me the truth, and I you know I didn't realize that all of this stuff would happen. Like it's not my fault. Um, they, he tells the first of many characters in this episode that I don't develop an emotional attachment to. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I don't remember if he dies in this episode. He does die in this episode. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's he, dead. I think he right explodes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> Thank God, <laughs> I'm ready for them to kill off Apocalypse World. If we're gonna do multi worlds, like if we're gonna do a multiverse, let's move on. I've got I've Apocalypse World is yeah. done. I want to move on. Yeah, come on. Uh, Michael's plan is to go to a place where the space between worlds is thin and break through with all of his armies. Uh oh. <laughs> no, that's not good. Uh, meanwhile, Sam and Dean return from hiding the body of a demigod at a junkyard, which is honestly more interesting than anything that happened in this episode. So I'm kind of would like I could have watched that. a whole episode of Sam and Dean getting rid of a body. Because you know they would be arguing about it of like which put which mm-hmm. truck do we put it in, which car do we put it in, how is it not going to be or, found? Should we squish worse. it? They don't argue about it because they're so used to it. Oh, can they just do it automatically? Like they've got it all they worked just do out. It. They don't. There's no communication. They just talk about something else. It's just grim work as usual. It's just grim work hiding this body of a demigod in a fucking junkyard for some dude to find. Um, some guy's doing an audit at the junkyard. And he finds this fucking thing. Oh, dude, it's the worst day ever, man. Like, I'm just out here. I'm just out here trying to find a headlight. I'm just out here trying to see if that that guy reported that he dropped off the refrigerator here. We're trying to look into it. Dude, I found this fucking thing. What if what if Sam and Dean thought they were dropping off the body of a demigod at demigod at a junkyard, but instead dropped it off at a pick apart place? So you just got oh, like ten no. year olds looking for headlights and like weird chairs, and like somebody stumbles on it, and it's a scene. Like they're gonna be, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. embarrassing. That's embarrassing. There's your Stephen King novel right there. I'm, I'm gonna write it. Hold on, I'll be right back. Okay. Uh, right. they ask Gabriel what he's doing, and it's time for a flashback. I think uh. this is all incredibly stupid and silly. Mm-hmm. Don't like any um, of it. Yeah, I don't like any of it either. It's probably the worst part of the episode. Uh, Gabriel says that after he escaped Lucifer, he ended up hooking up with these the the Norse demigods. Like he went into hiding with them. Um, they they're showing us the flashback, and then they're like, "But what about the porn stars?" Because they just can't fucking let it go. Uh, and then so he's got to reverse and then show it again. But now the room's filled with uh, ladies and gentlemen. I will say that um, there's one there's one gentleman at least. Um, I got to say, when, when I was uh, copying the notes, when I was copying like the cast list for this episode into my note file before I started the episode, like 
it, the, the bottom of the cast list is literally just porn star number one, two, three, four, five, and six. And I saw that, and I almost told you we're just going to skip this episode. I don't care. I don't want. I don't want to do it. It can't be good should've, if it has six unnamed porn stars in it. It cannot be a good episode of Supernatural. So there are two good moments in this whole episode, and they both come from Dean's face. So, um, <laughs> but right here is not one of them because Dean's getting real fucking horny listening to this story, which is just not normal. If my bro was telling me a story mm-hmm. like this, oh, we were in this room, it was crazy. Um, I'm not gonna be like, <laughs> like, stop writing Dean like this. This is stupid. Like, I, I don't like it. Especially if your literal bro is right there sitting next to you, right? Literally next to you. Yeah. Like, if you're in some kind of weird, I don't know, like college dorm truth and dare situation, like I can see, like, oh, we're telling sexy stories. Like, okay, Dean is like. 48 years old at this point like yeah dial it down Come on. a little bit dial it down um of course this all ends in betrayal so uh mm-hmm. i think that the big thing i don't know did, did he does he explain that he actually took loki's like aspect is that happening now or is that later that, uh, i think that comes up later okay. here they just say that eventually the norse dudes they turn on gabriel and they sell him to asmodeus yes um I just got distracted at this point because he said the name Slipnir, which is the, I think it's, that's the one <laughs> that Loki, Loki has sex with a horse and then Slipnir is born. Okay. Um, Dope. Don't quote me on that one, but it's all I could think about was just this horse creature. <laughs> sure. Hanging out. He, um, he's the guy in like the, like the, the check suit or whatever, right? Like he's the, he's the smaller I think so. brother. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Um, so now, because Anywho, of this betrayal, yeah. <laughs> Gabriel is out for revenge. He's saving. He has swords, and he's saving the last sword for yeah, Loki. Yeah, because he he can't use he can't attack with his uh, his grace or whatever because he's he's mm-hmm. low on that. So he has to do it the old fashioned way. That's what Sam says. Um, this part is where Gabriel tells Sam, "Don't let anyone tell you that you're just a pretty face." And my, this was my first favorite moment of the episode. Is just the look on Dean's face. He's like, "Trust me, nobody fucking says that." <laughs> <laughs> That was like the highlight of the episode up to that moment for me was just was not the joke or not that it was just Dean's face. It was just Dean's reaction shot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Uh, like, huh? What are you talking about? Dean is not impressed. Anytime somebody compliments Sam in front of him, he's like, mm, sounds fake. <laughs> sounds fake. Uh, we check back in with Apocalypse World. Jack wants to rush over to the spot without any backup and just wait laced to all of these angels. Mary is trying to convince him, like, hey, don't do that. That's a dumb play. Uh, we go back over to Dean, who is drinking. Um, and yeah, now Dean has to point out, like, wait, aren't you also Loki? Yes. Because that episode in season five where Odin and other, what other gods from all these other pantheons show up in mm-hmm. that one place, um, Gabriel did indeed appear as Loki there as well, which makes sense. They're the, he's the trickster, blah, blah, blah. But um, like, they had to bring it up, I guess. <laughs> I just like of all of the things in supernatural canon of all of the stuff in the last like 13 or 14 years that I feel like you could probably point to and go like, that's a loose thread. Let's explain that. Like, no, we had to wrap this around and make sure that Gabriel, the guy that's been in like four episodes of what, what are we on now? 284 episodes of supernatural. This dude's been on five of them or whatever. Like, no, we have to make sure we go out of our way to explain like, Oh, he met Loki in the cave when the with the poison and the eye and the the whole thing, yeah. and I saved him. And now Loki like is gonna let me be his aspect, so I can hide and he can get away from his family drama. And I mean, like some of this stuff could actually be kind of interesting. I think the time to have done this was in season five, like not waste a yep. whole fucking pantheon of gods, uh, you know, if in one episode, like mm-hmm. I. That bringing Loki back up now it just is bonkers to me, dude. Like I just don't know what we're doing right now. Yeah, it's this this it just feels like a throwaway episode. I mean, again, I know they were just trying to have fun with this one, obviously. Um, but I don't know. Well, episode twenty of season thirteen. I hope they had fun with it because I am not. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Dean set, tells Gabriel like, "Hey, all of this stuff is your fault. All you had to do was hang out during the apocalypse and help us." And like you, none of this stuff would have happened. And uh, he tells Gabe that like, "Hey, your quest for revenge, it's not going to work. You're not going to feel better. It's not important compared to the other shit we got to do." And of course, when he says that, Gabriel reacts very strongly. Says, "You know, this is yeah. absolutely important. Asmodeus tortured me for years, and this is the first time I think not the first time. We got a little bit of this in the last episode, but like this is the first time in this episode that Gabriel has, I think, actually like had a feeling <laughs> or like acted mm-hmm. like he had a feeling." Yeah. Um, 
and it's 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 okay it's like i understand it i get it i, I just right i, I, yeah, I, I just I, don't I care definitely appreciate <laughs> like i appreciate what he's saying here yeah um but i had absolutely zero sympathy for him because in that same sentence dean is saying hey you didn't help us with the apocalypse and therefore sam went to the cage with lucifer um and then you're screaming and crying up to us who you didn't help about how you got tortured by Asmodeus. Not that one isn't bad. <laughs> Not that being tortured by Asmodeus isn't bad, but it was just like the scene of it, like him throwing this fit. That's how, I, that's basically how I saw it. Yeah. He was throwing a fit and I was like, but, but Dean just said like, if you ha- had helped us, things would have gone better. That wouldn't have happened to you. And that wouldn't have happened to Sam. So I was just was like, you know what? Fuck you, Gabriel. I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. I'm out. And like, and the idea that it like, Oh, I was, I'm the one that told you about the cage. Like you're an archangel dog. Like sh- step the fuck up. Like yeah. Yeah, we yeah. need help. We are two dumb kids from Kansas. Please help us in our quest to stop the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that he needed to help. I just don't, I don't care. I don't want the pity party for him. I don't care. Um, Gabriel, they, oh, they, Dean pulls Sam off to the side, right? And tells Sam basically the same thing. Like, this is going to work. And Sam is like weirdly into this. He's like, Gabriel needs our help, <sighs> Dean. He's like, he really needs our help. And I, big disconnect okay. for me here. Big Real, disconnect. Because again, I like everything that I just said to you, I don't have any sympathy. And then Sam takes Dean to the other room, being like, man, I really care about this. I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> what is going on? And I, you know, I feel like we're in, um, we're, we're building up the team, right? Like, I feel like we've been in the building up the team mode in the last couple of episodes. And I think this kind of heartfelt connection thing really worked with Rowena. Like, I think we had established some, a lot of that stuff ahead of time. Um, yeah. This stuff with Gabriel, even though we had seen him, you know, as tortured by Asmodeus, we've seen him like, kind of mentally struggle with that for five seconds before talking about porn stars and getting over it. And then now we see him on this revenge quest. It seems too fast. And also, again, I just don't care. Like this, this all seems like uh-huh. fluff. Like Rowena's stuff, like seems like this is like, that's fucking pathos. Like I'm trying to convince mm-hmm. death to bring my child back because I've recognized that my quest for power has left me as a fucking wreck. Like I'm alone and I'm miserable and power and money doesn't change that versus Gabriel who's still bragging about banging porn stars. <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. We have spent a lot of time getting to know Rowena over the last few seasons. Yeah. And, and whether we, we started off not liking her, but like she's had a strong enough arc that it's brought it back around with Gabriel. He is a fan favorite. And I think that there is just, they're playing off of the audience's goodwill for him um, rather than putting in the work. That's how it feels right now. You know, maybe if we looked at this through a different lens, we might feel a little bit differently, but right now I just feel like they're playing off of, of the fan service uh, of the goodwill from the fans saying, we already know you like this guy. You're happy to see him back. You're going to buy into what he's saying. And I think sometimes that absolutely is true for supernatural, but sometimes it's not, you know, you and I, uh, we we haven't gone to cons or or watched as many of these like interview videos and stuff like that. So there's a little probably less of a connection to the actor to the character, and we're just getting we're basing our opinions on the fact that we've seen him four or five times over the course of you know ten years or whatever. So it, it's weird. Do you do you think that they like? Because we talked about this a little bit of like I I it's it's alien to me that the that you would be like somebody would be like super attached to this character because he's barely in the show and the times that he is mm-hmm. like those are great episodes right like that i can't i can never remember the name of it but like the groundhog day episode where dean dies a zillion times is a great fucking episode sam goes crazy at the end we love that shit mm-hmm. we love to see it uh but like the trickster is such a small part of that right i like i just yeah. don't know why like i don't know like i just never got that i, I was never I, th- I thought it was interesting. I thought it was neat. I like the Archangel reveal. Okay. If I remember right, but like, I don't know. I just don't have a lot of like attachment to this dude. And it's do, like, do you think the writers were like, Oh, we got, we got to get this dude back. Like I know he's directing on the episode and all this stuff, but like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just kind of weird, man. I don't know. I just, it's kind of weird. It and maybe, maybe we're in the minority on this one. Yeah. Um, I'll be curious. Monsterweek.cool yeah. slash contact. Send us, send us your thoughts. Um, yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Let's see. Dean and Sam are preparing for battle. Gabriel tells them Loki uh, comes into town, finds this shittiest hotel, and then turns the one of the rooms into super nice room. Gabriel is bragging about his kill list. Uh, Dean does not care about it. Sam is just like, all right, whatever, let's go. And then we go back over to Apocalypse World, where Jack is yep. not wanting to wait. You don't want to wait? It's interesting. I'm, uh, 
I'm wondering if our opinion would be different if we had. I don't. I assume that they're just like building up to Gabriel being on the team or something. I, sure. You know, I, guess, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I wonder if we'd be more interested if he, you know, if he came out of Asmodeus's situation, torture, imprisonment, or whatever. Uh, he kills Asmodeus, and then he's like, "Fuck it, Lucifer's next. Let's do this. Like yeah. this time, I'm getting my revenge. I'm just gonna go for it." Um, and I don't know. Maybe maybe they have an episode like this where he's like, "We gotta go get." some stuff let's go i'm gonna i'm gonna cross some some names off we're gonna get some stuff we're gonna need to in this battle i think i'd be more on board with that but because they're trying to play the sympathy on us it just isn't working for me anyway we're past that scene let's keep yeah yeah and also like keep in mind that this whole thing is like a weird like i keep talking about kill bill because it's it keeps pulling stuff from kill bill over and over again and it's that's just a level of distraction i did not need in the episode so yeah um mary is like hey you can't just Mary tells Jack, like, hey, you can't run in there blind. It's how you make mistakes. And then uh, she has this really powerful line of, I can't lose another boy, uh, which I think is very powerful. They've obviously become very close in Apocalypse World. But- I feel like uh, I feel like Mary is doing some work here because I'm not really connected to what they're yeah. doing. But uh, the actors are, they're working. They're they're working with what yeah. they got. And that is, that's keeping me grounded with them. Uh Unfortunately, Jack says, no, I'm going to go anyway, homie. Uh, but before he can do that, Kevin takes off his shirt and says, no, you can't go. There's a there's a rune on my chest. And everybody's like, talk, put your shirt back on. This is ridiculous. We're in an apocalypse world. Just just stay dressed. And he's like, no, no, really. This is uh, this is whatever. Um, I really like this line where Kevin says, like, hey, he promised me if I do this, that he'll let me in heaven and I'll be reunited with my mom again. And I love that Mary's like, hey, I've been to heaven. Like, what you see up there is just memories. Like, it's nothing is real. And of course, Kevin doesn't care. It's his mom. But I just, I really like the idea that Mary has been, came out of heaven realizing, like, that's not real and I don't want to go back. Mm-hmm. Like, that feels mm-hmm. really, really good. Having real relationships with the real people is now more important to her. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a, a good amount of growth for Mary who spent most of the last season, like not trying to chill with her son. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Try to figure out her life. Right. Like realizing mm-hmm. that, you know, after that, all that's what's taken away from her. And like, maybe, maybe this shit is important after all. And like heaven was not, um, and, and it just plays in really well with the idea of like having fallen apart anyway. So I'm kind of into that. Um, Kevin activates the spell. Uh, Jack grabs Mary and like folds his wings around her, which I thought was really cool. That was a neat moment. Yeah. Uh, and then we go back over to Earth for more like fucking Desperado music or whatever. As we, get- uh, yeah, this is the moment where I started to think, hey, maybe this whole Kill Bill thing isn't working for me because it's Gabriel and not Sam and Dean. Sure, if it was one of them going on, or even Cass going on some like you know Kill Bill inspired quest, where's maybe Cass? We'd be more into it. <laughs> where is Cass? He's in Texas. I know he's in Texas. Apparently, um, nobody called him like, "Hey, we got Gabriel. You want to get over here? <laughs> like, get on a Greyhound. You'll be there quick." I'm like, I'm yeah. not worried about it. Um, get in, get in your hoopty. Get in Hat Winchester's truck and drive your ass over yeah. here. We need Just, you. Come on, we need your ass. We're fighting demigods. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe if the focus wasn't on Gabriel, we'd be more interested. Yeah. But it's just a thought. It's just a thought. Because again, that that last episode, the last Tarantino episode, was so good, where they go and they fight the Prince of Hell, and yeah. it's not necessarily fully focused on Sam and Dean, but it was just so fun. And I think you know it being grounded in the characters we love and and not a side character helped a lot. Well, and the and the gimmick worked, like the the Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. time jumping around, like actually fed into the episode and made you excited to see how that stuff came together right like it, it was it was it, it, it wasn't just a gimmick it was a storytelling device there is no mm-hmm. storytelling device here it's just like oh yeah we got swords and we got the music and i've got a kill list and you know dean called gabriel uma thurman once like that that's it does there's no it doesn't directly <laughs> relate or or bring anything interesting to the story which i think is why i'm so frustrated with it um yeah fight scenes uh, Gabriel light turns scenes. all the lights off and it's just flashes of light for a while, which I really hate. Uh, I'm really down on this episode, Chris. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's like it's a kind of a cool effect, but all I could think was they're just standing out in the open. Like they didn't stay and like take cover in the elevator. And, like Sam can eat a bullet anytime, dude. Like he'll go down. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't just like I, I know that they're distracted, but if one bullet hits you, that's it, bro. Uh, interestingly, during this fight, uh, Gabriel eventually kills the the last brother. But Dean sneaks away in the middle of the fight to go fight Loki. Uh, and, of course, Loki looks like Gabriel, which I don't know why I didn't see coming, but it was kind of a surprise to me. Um, mm-hmm. 
I love this line where he's where Loki is like, did Gabriel tell you why we sold him Desmodius? And Dean's like, I, I don't care. Like, I've got other stuff to yeah, do, man. Really, really not interested. What is the what is this? Uh, I feel like we're, I'm going to get some hate for this, but like the lollipop box. Is that another Kill Bill thing or is that just like a what, what's what's the reference here? Do you know? Uh, there's got to be something. I just don't know. I okay. know he's got a he's got a sweet tooth, right? Don't they figure that out in the season two trickster episode? I don't know. Maybe so. Yeah, but this maybe. is Loki. This is the trickster. I mean, he is a trickster, but it's a different. One. Oh, you're absolutely right. I've I'd forgotten all about the candy thing. Yeah. So yeah, uh, but this is a different guy. <laughs> this is just Loki looking like Gabriel. Wild, or you know. So Gabe, uh, Loki says that he holds Gabriel responsible for his father's death uh, and not necessarily Lucifer, who's the one that actually killed him, but because uh, part of their agreement was that if Gabriel took on the persona of Loki, that he would not involve himself in his old family's business. And of course he did. And of course, you know, that led to the death of a bunch of gods, including Loki's father. Um, and there's, there's a little bit of like, what would you do to get revenge for your father to Dean? Which I'm like, okay, yeah, we, we get it. We, I, I was there. I saw a lot of this. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. and then there's a fight, uh, and then, but it's not a real fight because Loki's doing trickster stuff. He's, he's a ghost, but he, the ghost can hit. Um, and then eventually there's more fighting and Gabriel kills Loki. Like, I don't, I don't have the patience to go through every, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. That's it. Yeah, it's funny how, you know, Loki tosses Gabriel around, but then suddenly Gabriel just gets up and is able to push him back with just his hand. Um, like, where'd all that magic go, Loki? <laughs> he can't get that hand off you anymore. Man, I just, you know, sometimes the... At, you really have to suspend your, your disbelief in some of these fight scenes sometimes because it's just... I, you just it just doesn't make a lot of sense like even mm-hmm. and i and i know we're talking about a show where people come back to life and there's angels and all that stuff so when i say it doesn't make sense it doesn't seem to follow the logic that the show has presented which is always like a, a bugbear for me it's always a thing that irritates me yeah um all right so back to jack he's in the ruins of the church looking around at all these charred corpses uh he was able to save mary but clearly no one else um <laughs> Cut back over to Sam and Dean. Thankfully, Sam is saving those swords. Um, <laughs> I, really, I think they're. I like. I think lot. he's trying to figure out if they're if they're made Supported. from uh, a branch of the the, the tree of life. So I, he's going to do some more hunting on that. Um, they're dumb swords, this but you got to hang on to Roland you know? of Gilead on it. I wonder what that means. <laughs> uh, he goes over to Gabriel and is like, "Hey, man." For real, tell me, t- tell me, tell me how you're really feeling. And of course, Gabriel is like, "Oh, I'm a whole new man. Like that's what this was perfect. This is exactly what I wanted." Um, and then they both get in the car and they leave. We mm-hmm. switch back over to Jack, uh, who is of course blaming himself for what has happened. Um, Mary's like, "You know, I, I, it's not your fault. Like these things happen." Um, and Jack has this moment where he's like, if I can't keep them safe, then what is the point of any of this? And I feel like Mary is like, yeah, dude, you got it. That's, this is why you play it safe. This is why you wait for backup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bobby Singer will be here. He will be, he will help yeah. us. <laughs> Bro, you can't stop when I'm drinking water. I, I was drinking water. We, we, you got to know what I'm sipping. Dude, um, we, we've gotten so good at this. I can't even hear you drink water anymore, man. I can't. <laughs> um that was a synchronized sip my dog (laughs) but yeah i I really like seeing that mary is treating jack like a son here we don't know everything that they've gone through um over here um but they've gone through some shit yes and they've been together for a lot of that shit we don't know how much time has passed exactly but um i i think that they have a very strong bond now and i i think it's nice i appreciate it um, we go back over to the bunker where Dean is pouring himself a drink and Sam comes in. Um, Castiel and Gabriel are chilling, doing something. Rowena is reading the demon tablet. Like we got a full house in the bunker right now. Like we mm-hmm. got a, We got, mm-hmm. we got a crew going. I think that's what we decided. This is the crew, right? That's what we decided to it's call the this. Crew. It's the crew. Um, and then Sam brings up something that's been bugging me, uh, which is why did Dean go after Loki? And he accuses Dean of sidelining him ever since, you know, he went into apocalypse world by himself. Yeah, maybe you should aim that at the writers, Sam. <laughs> um, and says that he's been treating Sam like, quote, I deserve to be at the children's table. Yeah. Um, and to Dean, this is all protection. Um, and he's, you know, the last time that they were in this situation, Sam died and went to hell. He's not gonna let that happen again. 
And he specifically lays out like this kind of nihilistic thing of, I don't care what happens yeah, to me. I never really have, but I do what care. I do care what happens to my brother. Um, and Sam, and I think rightfully so is very frustrated about this. And he's like, yeah, that's, I mean, that's fine. But when we're going to go over there and we're going to do this stuff, we're going to do it together. Like I'm, I am part of this. Like you can't just sideline me as the guy that you have to protect. Like I'm, we're going to do, to do this fight as a team. Um, mm-hmm. And I hope that they explore this more because I find this, this interesting because this isn't like straight up arguing or lying with one another. Like this kind of uh, friction between the two of them, I think is good. Like Sam wanting to, we, we saw in the last season, it kind of came out of nowhere, but I dug it with like Sam taking on a leadership role. And I, yeah. I kind of want to see him do more of that just to give him something to do. But I kind of, I kind of <laughs> want to just see him excel, right? Like I think he would be good at that where I know that Dean it wouldn't is not going to allow him the space to do it because he's so paranoid that something's going to happen to Sam. So I, I I find this interesting, even if it's not our boys like being on the same team just yet. Yeah, and it's uh you know it's heavy stuff coming from Dean. The I don't care what happens to me. I never really have. Uh, it tells us a lot about Dean. Uh, and you know, obviously a lot that we already knew, but he's always he's always been like that. And it used to be a little bit more devil may care, um, where he's like, screw it. If I die, I die, let's do this. Let's kick some ass, man. And now it's just a little bit more world weary. Um, and a little bit, well, significantly darker. <laughs> um, but I'm glad that Sam sort of even like kind of calls him on that. Like, you know, it doesn't just get to keep being this way. Like, I know that's how you feel, but like, we're in this together. You don't get to just keep throwing yourself at whatever and pushing me aside. We got, we have to do it together. And I, I genuinely really like the, uh, whatever happens, we're going to, we're going to do it together. And if we die, we'll do that together too. This is like kind of the vibe I always want from them when they're going into battle. I don't want them fighting. You know, I don't want strife. I want them to look at each other and just say like, we're doing this together. We're going to kick some ass together. And if we die together, we do it together. Like that's, that's it. Um, and the, my actual favorite part of this episode, Sam says that walks away dean actually does smirk for a second like he looks there is a smile that breaks onto his face and then he you know the the seriousness of it all kind of comes down on him and uh he looks incredibly sad jensen plays both of those emotions really really well in this incredibly short um space of time and it's 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 the kind of like brother moment that i feel like it's been we haven't had in a long time i'm reading this as that little smirk breaking in of like he is he's proud of sam or he's he's just he's just happy to hear him say that you know to know that sam's right there with him the ride or die brother that he kind of has always wanted and they've never really exactly been there so he just has that moment where even though the situation is is really dark and serious and dean's clearly not in a good place he's sitting there by himself sipping whiskey he's not in a happy place but that smile still breaks onto his face for one second even though tears clearly like brimming his eyes a second later uh i just think that there's this this real like really dynamic emotional rage that just flashes up at the end of this episode and then it's over (laughs) (laughs) and it's you know it's a good i'm glad they ended with this like i think this is a good note to end on because i'm like way more interested in this dynamic and what's going to happen with this that I was with anything with Gabriel. Um, so like mm-hmm. this is, this is way better. The Jack and Mary stuff I find kind of interesting for the reasons that you were talking about of just, we haven't seen them actually do anything. Like we saw Jack like kill some angels, right? Like he, he defended the, 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 the Bobby singer group or whatever. Um, but then he's just telling us that he's done all these battles and he's won all these things. And I, I don't know. Like I need it, I need it to be a little bit more than that. Although Mary, the actress, is is pulling that off, but I I kind of they they need to do something, Chris. <laughs> We're kind of not yeah. They doing need, they much. need to do something. We've barely seen them. We really have. And like the last time that we saw them, it was more of a Bobby cameo than anything else. Yeah, um, absolutely. There wasn't as much focus put on them. Um, last time we were there, we saw Felicia Day, you know, and mm-hmm. it, there's just been less focus on what Jack and Mary are up to, to the point where I kind of forget about them sometimes. I forget that they are a core part of this episode or the season and that the boys are trying to save them. Like I just, they're just sort of like a background thought all the time. Um, and I, and I wish that they were kind of around more and we got to see a little bit more of what they're doing, even if it's only for like, you know, a minute or two each episode. Like, let me know. Let me know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. I know that's not how the structure of the show works, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but still. I am. Um, so yeah, obviously I think people could probably hear in my voice and my words, what I feel about this episode, which is uh, not great. A uh, couple of okay moments throughout. Uh, I, I, 
I know Gabriel's going to be around for a while. Like I get that impression that they're really setting him up and I know that he's going to be, you know, directing more episodes and all that. I just hope that I, I hope it's something, I hope it's just not like a series of episodes that are references to movies that are, you know, good. Yeah. And you know I don't, I don't want Gabriel being the main character of his episodes. Exactly. Um, I think that's I'm just not interested. That's, and that's, that's not to say I don't like Gabriel. I do like him. And I am glad that he's on the team. When he showed up in Asmodeus's prison, I was like, oh shit, here we go. Um, but I don't, this episode just didn't do it for me. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm right there with you, bud. So, um, if you disagree with this, we're getting close to our feedback episode. We're almost at the end of the season. Mm. If you're new here at the end of every season, we gather all of the feedback from our listeners and we talk about it. We read it. We bring on a guest. They talk about it with us. We talk about the season as a whole. So if you want to write into that, you can DM us on Twitter. You can um, go to monsteroftheweek.cool slash contact and write a whole letter if you want to. Definitely do that. Um, go to patreon.com slash monsteroftheweek if you want to support us. Leave ratings and reviews. Thank you to everybody that's done all of that stuff. We are so, so, so appreciative. It means a lot. Uh, random people DMing us. Like, I'm in, like, I got a random DM today. It was like, I'm in season three. And I... And you just said that you're not catching up on the episode. Are you, have you really not seen season 15? I'm like, no, dude, we have not seen season 15. So you have plenty of time. Don't worry about it. But uh, yeah, yeah. thank you to everybody that's been listening. Chris. What's up? We're going to be back next week with The Long Journey Home. Oh. Oh, ho, ho. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See you soon, everybody. Bye. Beep beep. Oh, My microphone was so far away, Chris. Damn. Where did how did it get over there? Because <laughs> it sits between my desk and Autumn's desk, so I have to move it when I show her something on my screen. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, but it is. Finishing up a text message for work. And now I'm ready to hang out with my friend Chris. Chris Mosier. Hey. Welcome back to the studio. Hi, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Hunk expert Chris Mosier in the building. Hi. Looking Thank nice. You. New tattoos? On new your, on ta- your- a couple new tats. A couple new hunk tats. You see this one up here? Yeah. Um, that one's looking, yeah, that one's... Is that new? So I got that, I got that one for the boys. Um, they okay. know. Guys, you guys know. <laughs> I see that you've got hunk life tattooed on your on your knuckles. Is that... Yeah. Is, that, is there some other meaning behind that or is that pure podcast energy? What, well... What, you know, once, once, of course, th- I, great question. Thank you for asking me. Um, you know, when we started the podcast, of course, hunks became a part of the vernacular, right? Uh, um, sure, sure. But that just helped me realize that hunk life was something that I was always pursuing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't just get into supernatural because I like Sam's hair, I liked hunting ghosts. No, no, no. It was about that hunk life, the pursuit of the ideal form yeah. of humanity. It's, and it's, I think that that that's the hunk life right there, the pursuit. Um, of your dreams a lot of people call it the american dream that's their version of it but for, for me it's the hunk life hunk life american dream or maybe just the the you know the ideal life the ideal nirvana my state of nirvana yeah the ideal man that i want to be hunk shaped box is, that's right <laughs> is that i want to be in a hunk shaped box <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing hunk shaped box that's right <laughs> oh would you get another tattoo i i think um I don't know. I think about it sometimes. Mm-hmm. When I was in my early 20s, it was just like, yeah, let's do all this stuff. I came up with ideas all the time. I, I had a friend who did tattoos, so I figured as long as I keep it something simple, like I'm not worried about going to this guy and getting it done. And um, I did that once and then just never went again. And I, I'm kind of glad because I had a lot of really stupid ideas that would probably be on my body right now forever. <laughs> instead, I just have two stupid ideas instead of 15. <laughs> I uh I have one tattoo and I'll probably never get another tattoo. Like I think I'm done. Yeah. I don't know. But although I, I say enough, that, right? like my dad, like we got one. Like he got like an ankle tat when he was like in his late forties, I think, mm-hmm. and was like, "Look how cool!" Like, and it's a bad tattoo. Too. I mean, like, <laughs> sorry, pops, you got like a tribal design on your ankle. Like, come on, that's some weak my shit. My my dad got one of those. He must have been in his forties at the time. Um, it's a 
It's my mom's dad's initials. That's what? what my my father got. Yeah, <laughs> excuse they, me. You know, they were close. He was gone too soon. You know what I mean. So, but I've always been like, oh, that's what you went uh, with, huh? It rips all over the ankle, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think your dad? What kind of research did your dad do before he went and got tattooed? Like, do you, do you think? Dude, he, none, he, none. He thought of it and he went, okay, let's go get this. Like, do you think he just hit the phone book or like hit Google or like just asked a friend? Like, what do you? Oh, for tattoo artists? Yeah. I don't know. A couple years before that, my mom had gotten a tattoo. I think. Um, so they must have just, who knows, dude. I was like four. <laughs> I don't know. You said it was a couple of years ago. What are you talking no, about? No, and he was in his 40s. He was in his 40s. Wait, how old is your dad? He's in his 60s. He's in his 60s now. Okay, so yeah, you would have been, you would have been super young. I was, a bo- I was but a boy. But a, bu- but a boy. But a boy. How's it been going on, man? Uh, I feel like we haven't talked in forever. Yeah, I mean, I've been chilling. I've been... T- <laughs> Hunting for tuna on Animal Crossing, brother. Ooh, that ain't g- easy. Hunting for tune. <laughs> it's a full-time job, man. Tune hunter. It, so I did two things the other day that um, when we were, I was supposed to watch Supernatural so we could record, but instead of doing that, I completely forgot about it, and I wasted my day hunting for tuna uh, unsuccessfully. Because um, in Animal Crossing, the best way to get a fish to spawn in, in the desired area, ocean, lake, pond, whatever it is, um, is to create bait. And I was telling you, you got to go along your beach. You got to look for these little small spots in the sand. If you find one of them, you dig it up. It plays the whole animation of you digging it up and showing it to the camera because you're proud of yourself. And that's you find these little clams. And then one by one, you turn those clams into bait. You can't make 50 at once. You got to do them one by one. So that takes 15 fucking minutes. <laughs> And then you take all that bait and you throw it into the ocean and you wait for the fish that you're looking for to spawn. Um, and sometimes you throw in 55 bait and you spend two hours doing it and you don't catch the you don't catch the fish you want and you waste your whole day. So I, I turned off Animal Crossing at that point. I thought, That's, this is too much. This should not be work. I'm supposed to be talking to my villagers and chilling, you know, me and Hamlet usually kicking back lemonades right now. But instead, I'm over here on the pier sweating it out. And that's not what Animal Crossing is all about. So I stopped doing that, and then I decided I was going to fix my PS3 controller, I guess. Okay. Um, I have two broken PS3 controllers. One of them just won't charge. That's it. It's dead. Won't connect. Nothing. Um, The other one will connect and charge, but it's got, like, phantom buttons going on. Like, no matter what I do, it's always pressing buttons. It's very scary. It's very Uh, haunted. You got some Um, juice in there. That's what that is. Yeah. You got got a little bit of juice. So I, I got out my little tiny screwdriver set and I start taking out the screws in the back. Just I was like, I want to open it up. Maybe I can clean it. Maybe I can. And I'm finding some grime on the side. So I'm thinking, oh, I must have spilled something on this once and forgot about it. It dried in there. It fucked it up. There's some, there's some juice in there. Spilled some juice. Um, I got all of the screws out except for one. It just would not come out. And I, again, spent at least over an hour. My fingers are still completely <laughs> like rubbed raw from fucking using the screwdriver. <laughs> Never got the fucking thing out. Never got it out. So I just bought a knockoff PS3 controller on Amazon, and that was that. I oh, mean, I probably should have. Well, I probably couldn't have. I don't know. I, th- I, th- uh, I feel like I have an extra. I, <laughs> I've been trying to find a legit Sony one for a while now. Um, like every every once in a while, I'll think, oh, man, it would be great to use my fucking PlayStation 3, wouldn't it? Because uh, there's so many games that are locked there that haven't come over to PS4 or well, PS5 yet. Well, let me ask you a question. Uh, Hold on. What's up? Why don't you just use a DS4? So you can. All right. Yeah, that's that's mostly what I have been doing. Every yeah. time that I get into this situation, I go, yeah, I'll, I'll use the, the PS4 controller, right? Yeah. But you can't use the home button. So once you're in a game, if you want to get back to the menu, you just got to like turn the PS3 How off many, and restart it. No, you don't. You just pick up the PS3 controller, hit the mid- home button. Well, I don't have a working PS3 controller. That's you the said, problem. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean uh, this just seems um, like a failure but on your that, part. And then there are a few games where the L2 and R2 don't work. Oh, for real? I didn't know um, that. Okay. Well, yeah. That and that's, that's what I found out recently that was like a huge pain in the ass. Um, I almost bought a Japanese one. Uh, and I thought, oh, cool. Like, I read online, like, hey, if you can't find a U.S. one, your best bet is to just buy a Japanese one. They're way easier to find. They're way cheaper. Um, and so uh, I looked online, found one for 22 bucks. was like, hell yeah. I was ordering from Play Asia, which I've gotten stuff from them before. Um, and the shipping was like 20-something bucks. And I was like, damn, this controller's is $22. Let me throw some other stuff in, that, in, in the package to make the shipping kind of look more worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And thank God that I did, because I'm looking around, I can't find anything else that I want to buy. And then I think, you know what, why don't I just buy a second one of these controllers? Now I'll have two, they'll be good to go. And as I'm going to add that second one, I realize that the price of it was not $22, but $220. What? Uh, and I was not paying attention, and I absolutely would have fucking paid that. I would. I was not paying attention. Dude, that would have been, so been thank God. Instant, instant refund. No problem. Yep. No, no question. Yep. Instant refund. So thankfully, I didn't, uh, didn't do that. But... Um, yeah, I got a I got a knockoff one and it's been working fine. You asked me how I was doing, and unfortunately, I'm still talking. Uh, <laughs> You've been going for a while, which it tells me that you're in kind of a mood. <laughs> you're just in kind I had, of a zone right now. I had an extra right cup of now. coffee today. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, dude, my my evening yesterday. Um, so it was about like two or three o'clock, and I was feeling a little sluggish. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, Autumn's got some of that cold brew coffee. I've got a, fr- a milk frother that will actually like cold froth milk. That thing that you, you, I didn't even think, I never even considered buying a milk frother. That thing looks awesome. Dude, it's great. I love it so much. Uh, I've never had like cold milk froth like that before. Like it's always been hot. Um, so it makes the perfect summer drink um, until you drink it at two o'clock. And then, you know, you're, I'm, I'm old. So I'm going to bed at like nine o'clock or whatever, ready to get up early the next day. I had uh-huh, some shit I uh-huh. had to do. Chris, I, did not go to sleep until four o'clock this morning. Holy and I, shit! And I slept for two hours, and so I am on Holy two shit. hours. What are you doing, dude? It was just <laughs> caffeine, I, and I I had kind of forgotten about it. So like, I was just up and like, I'm reading the stand right now. So I had plenty of book to read. So I'm just laying in the bed, like reading, going. Were like, you at least interested in the stand? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a, it's been okay. years since I've read the stand. So if you've got a if you've got something to keep you up, then staying up all night it sucks and it's irresponsible in a way. But mm-hmm. at least it's not like existential dread right yeah yeah no existential dread it was just me reading and then occasionally getting bored and like peeping on the discord uh but then autumn like starts moving around about four o'clock in the morning and she's like well i'm gonna go ahead and get up and go to the gym like are you gonna get some more z's i said more z's there's i've had no z's these would be fresh z's try some yeah some z's if i'm lucky and she's like what are you talking about and i was like i don't know what's happening to me and she's like did you have any coffee yesterday i was like oh I can't be drinking that fucking... I mean, that's coffee concentrate is what that cold brew is. You take a mm. whole thing of coffee, soak it in some water, and it makes like a jug. And it's just, yep. it's powerful, Chris. It's powerful, it's powerful dude. It'll, it'll, it'll keep Ooh. you up, that's for Ooh. sure. I had some issues in February with falling asleep. And it was a pain in the ass because I'd be tossing and turning. Like, you know me. If I get like one less hour of sleep, like you got to put me in the hospital. Like, I'm something's up. We got to get a mental check on me because I don't do well. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I kept so long story short, Jess got me a shitload of chocolate and my fucking stupid ass is sitting there up at 930, 10 o'clock at night, popping all chocolates in my mouth. No sweat. And then suddenly I'm like, oh, I can't sleep. I don't know why. <laughs> um, <laughs> have i told yeah, you have, have i told you about the yum box have we talked about that no what is the yum box so uh my good friend gary not your dad uh, my other good friend gary for christmas yeah, i wish you me, guys were friends but you know you talk your ear off more, you, more than me so. like do you think so like because I, I feel like if me and gary were you, me and, and dad gary were friends like you'd be a little jealous of that relationship like, I, I, yeah yeah like if, if my dad okay and you that. started talking like i would be like what the fuck like you don't even call me dad like what the fuck it's are we like doing when here? we <laughs> would we when jess and i would go out to dinner and i'd be all smiling at my phone and she'd be like oh i bet jeremy's texting you i'm getting all jealous <laughs> that's how i would be if i saw my dad text uh, you. remember when we would go out to places <laughs> that was the oh, good old days boy. um so anyway sorry I don't even remember what I was talking about. What were we talking about? The Yum, Yum Box. So my friend Gary got me a subscription to the Yum Box. Uh, and they, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a monthly delivery service where they send you a box of yums. But it's a, a box of candy from... Uh, it's usually themed by country. So I think last month was Italian candies and chips. Oh. and like So it's not just candy. It was like snacks, right? Snacks, um, snacks, snacks. And there's a bunch of candy, but there's also like chip. Like there's some wasabi shit in there. There's all kinds of crazy Ooh. stuff. But dude, I will... I'm not one... I don't snack during the day very often, right? Like, I just don't. Mm-hmm. I'm just not that dude. Like, I don't go to the convenience store and buy a bunch of whatever. Um, but having just, like, a monthly yum box of, like, oh, hey, I, here's a thing. And it lasts for maybe a day and a half or two days. And then that's mm-hmm. it is so fucking cool. I, ended up, I, yeah. it's, I, I usually never do these monthly things, but we ended up buying one not only for us, but also for Autumn's dad. <laughs> <laughs> So you gotta get the. I mean, you get to eat the leftovers. I, there's no leftovers when it comes to Autumn's dad. Like he, that dude is a vacuum when it comes he knows, to. No, he knows what's up. He knows what's up. He knows what's up. No disrespect. 
Some disrespect, Mark, um, if you're listening. Some disrespect. Some. A little bit. Some no. disrespect. Uh, yeah, so... Did you finish Persona 5? The, the, the listeners need to know. Are you... No. Of course yeah. I didn't fucking finish Persona 5. I was playing it right before we started. Um, I think I'm in the last dungeon. There's simply no way to know at this point. I started a new roguelite, so... What'd you start? Leap of Faith. What's that? It is a uh, 3D kind of top-down perspective where you're like some cyberpunk wizard guy fighting a bunch of like other cyberpunk wizard looking dudes there's a plot i'm ignoring it um but the level layout stuff is really cool where you it, they shuffle out a thing of tarot cards and oh. you you start at the top and you were kind of each one you know it it's a it's a tower so you're trying to get to mm-hmm. you're trying to find the boss in this tower which is hidden but you're also trying to find like upgrades and bonuses and all this other stuff um and it's has some really really neat meta stuff about it and i played the hell out of it and beat like i beat it i cleared it um i think it took me like 15 attempts which is not too bad in these kind of games i'm just playing on normal like i'm not playing on hard Mm -hmm. or anything um and i just i unlocked one extra character but i just wanted to stick with the first guy because i was like feeling that so i did all that so i'm gonna start the second guy but i've heard that all of the like abilities and moves and skill trees everything changes on every run and it changes dramatically from character to character so oh interesting yeah so, i'm gonna i'm gonna finally try hades i guess i bought that <laughs> I, I thought you had already um, purchased hades because we had had this conversation at some point mm, yeah no i thought i was interested in it because i found out there was an easy mode so i was like oh hell yeah i'm gonna fucking play that now because you know the art style looks great and all that um yeah i guess i, I pre-ordered the physical version of it even though i thought i was done buying physical media like Apparently that not. but and then I, I had it shipped with other stuff. Like I bought like coffee and stuff online. So I didn't, it, I just didn't know that that was in the order. I just looked at it. I was like, whatever. It goes to show how responsible I am with how much shit that I buy. Um, so I opened up this package. I was like, oh, I guess I caught 80s. <laughs> like, All right. <laughs> oh, but you know, so I went on, a, it was on Twitter. I went on a long rant about uh, Oblivion the okay. other day. Yeah, yeah, because it was um, like the twenty something whatever, whatever. Yeah, it was the fifteenth anniversary, and that like hit me as I was writing about it. I was like, oh man, I was obsessed with this game. That was what I had planned on like being my tweet, um, just to think like, oh, crazy, it was fifteen years ago. And then I just started thinking about when I played Oblivion, um, the Elder Scrolls. So people who are listening, they might know Skyrim, but not Oblivion. It's the one before it. Um, wow. So <laughs> listen to you. That was my dude. That was my freshman year of high school, right? And it was like. It was just this like bittersweet moment in my life where like I'm starting to get that teen angst a little bit. I feel like I was a late bloomer in that regard because I just was a nerd who played video games and didn't talk to people. Um, but just like I, I spent all of my time obsessing over Oblivion to the point where it actually made me friends because like anybody at at school who like got even a little bit into Oblivion, they're like, oh, go talk to Chris because like he's a fucking obsessed with this game. So <laughs> I like made friends with all these people and it was great. And uh, just thinking back to like how much that consumes my life and how every day, so it came out in March, I guess, considering the 15th anniversary just happened. Um, I was 15. And then that summer was like, again, before, you know, girlfriends or anything like that so it was just like every day wake up play oblivion then get on my bike ride around town with the bros eat some pizza go home play more oblivion and then that night everyone just goes back out hangs out talks about oblivion again it's and like it was you're just living like, in a uh, stephen king novel but nothing bad is happening to the group of girls. nothing bad happened dude it was just oblivion and then like it was like kind of like the shadow of the colossus thing or like or the ocarina of time thing where you just there's all these rumors and like oh i heard that if you do this you can do that it was just like bullshit that we would like read on a, on a forum somewhere and then just tell to our friends as if it was fact so then we'd all become obsessed with these fake you know quests or whatever um but yeah just thinking back on that i was like holy shit dude that was like the last child uh, summer of my childhood even though i was 15 i was a little bit older i was too old for that shit i know you you'll probably drink a beer and smoke cigarettes by then jeremy but <laughs> I, me, uh, I, was, no. I was still a sweet innocent boy <laughs> i was i was smoking cigarettes in 1993 so let's let's calm down a little bit <laughs> on that but um I had a coworker. Oh yeah, you were twenty five. Yeah, I was twenty five <laughs> at, at the time. time. But I, I mean, had, when you were fifteen, you were probably already cool. Yeah, I was super cool at fifteen. I was I was really into um, skating, so that was my big thing, and video games. Oh. Um, but no, I had a coworker who was like in between houses or something, and they were like, "Hey, do you want to borrow my Xbox?" And I'm like, "Not, not really. I don't, I don't care about Xbox. <laughs> like, I've got a Dreamcast that <laughs> plays Soul Calibur. I'm good." And they're like, "No, no, no, no. You got to check out this game, Oblivion." And I'm like, "Uh." And I was like, okay, do it, dude, do it, dude, do it. And so like I hooked it up 
um and like the xbox at the time was this huge monstrous machine right oh, like yeah. it was big, and i like turned on marwind and i had some like boys over and we had we were doing some drugs <laughs> and I'd, like yep, yep. you know just you know drinking and smoking and having a good time and uh like I, dude it was not the time and place like nobody was nobody was there for marwind mm-hmm. and and what, what mm-hmm. weirdness and i think i turned it off and just completely forgot about it until my friend was like hey yo can i get my xbox back and i'm like oh yeah cool so, I don't it's funny because those games are so fundamentally broken in so many ways. Yeah, yeah. And they have like, for in a lot of ways, they've like really lost their charm. I think everything after Oblivion has kind of been downhill. Um, but they were, dude. It was, it was just, it was a magical time. It was a magical time. It was nice to reminisce. Yeah, of course, dude. It's it's fun going back, man. It's fun. I, you know, it has, and it has been kind of fun playing it now because there's so many things ingrained in my memory from that game because of the um, insane amount of time I spent playing it. Um, but then to go back and find little things and be like, man, I don't remember this at all. This is crazy. Is this new? Or did I just forget? <laughs> it's, it's crazy what 15 years will do to you. Cause you can um like on the new versions, like they're all updated. So like they run super, super good. And then mm-hmm. you can do like mods and stuff, right? Like even on Xbox, you can do that stuff. Yeah. I, I have done the whole gambit of mods on, on PC. Um, and that like also fundamentally changes the game. In a, in some of those mods like fix the game and make it significantly better, because um, it has this weird like level scaling thing where you level up, the enemies level up with you. Yeah. And if you level up wrong, you can like end up being incredibly weak, other or you'll end up incredibly strong. It's just it's so very just, weird. So it's, just like real life is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a, it's a fundamentally so, uh, broken game. So but that's that's what kind I'm hearing. Of the charm if, if, of it. if you don't eat correctly and you don't exercise, you just you just get you level yeah. up and you age and you're just weak and you're not you're, exactly your body's not exactly. good anymore so okay all right let's talk about supernatural okay or i'll be here all day <laughs>